This episode of News Dump is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Well, it's uh, certainly not looking great for movie theaters. I mean, it hasn't been looking great for them all year because movie theaters are pretty high up on the list of businesses that coronavirus has completely decimated this year alongside theme parks and basically anything else that involves a bunch of people gathering in an enclosed space for extended periods of time. They should have torn those roofs off when there was still a chance. No, what they need to do is erect... Uh, uh, movie theaters in the parking lot of movie theaters that are just made of vinyl sidings. Yeah. Uh, anyways, love that. while we assume many of the businesses and attractions that have been closed for months will hopefully return to their former glory one day, movie theaters just got dealt yet another crushing blow directly from the hand that feeds them. At two, Warner Brothers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Warner's has announced that their entire slate of 2021 big screen major motion picture releases are all going straight to streaming. Um, potential vaccines or cures be damned. It's happening. Mm -hmm. It's actually happening. The, the crazy sons of bitches actually did the thing. Yes. And just to reiterate, we're not talking about movies that might not matter in theaters or that maybe just a few select films are going to be straight to streaming while the others are pushed even further back. No, seriously, the whole goddamn slate is going straight to streaming on or around the dates they were supposed to be released theatrically. And they're only available... On HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, now, to be clear, this doesn't mean that Warner Brothers movies aren't coming to actual physical theaters. The films will be released digitally and in theaters simultaneously. But the true availability of a theater-going experience is going to depend on whether or not your local multiplex is actually open by the time that the film is supposed to be released, or if it remains closed because the pandemic is still ravaging your area, or if it went out of business I uh, like the yeah. idea of, like, a bunch of film heads, like, all making a mass exodus to, like, Wyoming or someplace that hasn't banned movie theaters yeah. and being like, hi, uh, I just moved here, uh, Mr. <laughs> Local Multiplex. Uh, could you could you order the new Wes Anderson movie? Uh, is, that one, is that one coming in on time? Load up the car, boys. We're going uh, five hours to see Dune. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, technically, they are going to be releasing films into theaters, if and when available. But they're also going straight to their premium streaming service, HBO Max, at the exact same time so that you can watch it if everything's still closed down or you prefer to watch things in the comfort of your own home or you want to avoid large public gatherings and avoid the potential risk. I just want to be able to take a piss every 30 minutes and drink beers that don't cost $20. Is that too much? I, there's definitely advantages to both things. And, and, and rewind the movie when my dog barks. I guess if I was in a movie theater, there wouldn't be any barking dogs. So exactly. that doesn't really count. Uh-huh. Anyways, according to Deadline, and uh, yeah, most of these are general knowledge, but bear repeating, the 2021 slate, which will be available on HBO Max the same day they hit theaters, will include Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, Space Jam 2, A New Legacy, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Dune, King Richard, and of course, Matrix 4, among many others. Which is, uh, is wild to think about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of titles in there that we personally will probably wait to see in theaters once they're back open and well, hopefully the pandemic's over. Um, I mean, I'm not sure it's worth seeing something like Dune or Matrix 4 or Godzilla vs. Kong on your little tiny home TV. <laughs> Even at, like, yeah, most people have like a, a decent sized TV. Yeah, I think like... the average TV now is like 50 inches. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's still, it's not the same. It's not like, the same. The theater experience is, you can't replicate that no matter how good your home setup is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, titles like Tom and Jerry and Space Jam 2, whatever. Sounds great. Yeah, I'll watch that on. on TV. No yeah, problem. exactly. Now, the other thing here is it's like, okay, yes, of course, the theater going experience as far as audiovisual quality is going to be 
way better than anything at home. You're getting a giant screen. Uh, here, specifically in bigger cities where you get like Dolby Atmos and stuff like yeah. that, the experience is incredible. Uh, but you're also, and it, maybe this is just me personally, you're missing out on like the the experience of watching a, a great movie with other people in the room, yeah. like, especially a comedy or something like that. But also, I remember when I saw like Blade Runner 2049, it was kind of cool seeing it with other people in the room, even if you don't know them. It's just like, yeah. I don't know, it, if it's it's cool to do. Yeah, and also watching at home, you don't have access to 4DX, <laughs> the latest in uh, you know theater going entertainment. Yeah, it, it, for Dune 4DX is just a low, sad rumble under your seat. It's just yeah. it's it's the uh, physical personification of dread. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, the craziest part about all of this is that. It was a huge surprise, not only to the theater chains who were like, oh, wait, hold on, but also to some of the studios that work under the Warner Media brand as well, like Legendary Pictures, who made Godzilla vs. Kong and said, according to sources, that they were completely caught off guard by the announcement. Uh, not much they can do. Mm-hmm. Also, not much AMC and Regal can do. Yeah. The AMC uh, CEO, the man with two first names, uh, he was like, uh, it's a bad idea, Warner. You probably shouldn't do that. You're going to oh, be missing you, out on a lot of money. Oh, you want to play our movies? Well, open up and we'll let you play them. Oh, you can't? You can't open your theater? Well, better luck next year. Yeah. Now, as for Warner themselves, here's some quotes about this industry-shifting announcement from people internally. Warner Brothers Pictures Group Chairman Toby Emmerich said to The Hollywood Reporter, quote, It allows us to do a global release and a national release in what we think is going to be a checkerboarded theatrical marketplace for the bulk of 2021. We think where theaters are open and consumers can go, that a lot of people will choose to go to the theater, especially for big movies. Uh, Adding that the move was, quote, to guarantee as many movies as we could for the year for the global theatric marketplace. Anne Sarnoff, CEO of Warner Media Studios, said that unprecedented times called for creative solutions. Quote, no one wants films back on the big screen more than we do. We know new content is the lifeblood of theatrical exhibition, but we have to balance this with the reality that most theaters in the U.S. will likely operate at reduced capacity throughout 2021. With this unique one-year plan, we can support our partners in exhibition with a steady pipeline of world-class films, while also giving moviegoers who may not have access to theaters or aren't quite ready to go back to the movies the chance to see our amazing 2021 films. We see it as a win-win for film lovers and exhibitors, and we're extremely grateful to our filmmaking partners for working with us on this innovative response to these circumstances. So, the inevitable question. According to statements from Warner executives, This is a temporary plan, and apparently if we go back to normal uh, in the coming months, the 2022 slate and beyond would then revert back to a theater-first release schedule. Uh, Talk about trying to put a genie back into a bottle. Look, whether you're excited for this type of digital streaming simultaneous release schedule or you're fearful for the future of the movie-going experience, I think we can all agree that it's going to be extremely difficult for Warner and HBO Max to revert back to the way things were, especially when you consider they're going to be having a pretty kick-ass year for new and consistent memberships in 2021, only to then, what, take away literally the biggest perk for the service after a year while still charging the same exact price for it? I think they'd still prefer the theatrical revenue. They would. Over HBO Max. They would. Yeah. But what about the customers who are paying $15 a month who are getting movies the day they come out in theaters who then a year later, they're like, oh, we're not doing that anymore. I mean, but a bunch of them will leave. But that, I mean, they they've, HBO Max has had such a bad time getting people to even like try it out. True. This, this is a brilliant move for that. 
Uh, yeah, no, it's like definitely going to get people convention. to sign up. Put it on Roku. That's it's definitely going to get people to sign it's up. It's like even if your retention is like 10, 20%, like that's still way more people than would have signed up before. So Yeah, no. I can see the logic. It's the correct move. Yes, like it's the correct and move. And they're still like, they're losing a ton of money putting these movies on HBO Max. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> they're losing a ton of money. Yeah, my, my only worry is like, it's like, okay, so if Dune comes out or Suicide Squad comes out, uh, when I'm ready to go to the theater, are they are they going to be available in theaters? Yeah, I'm mostly just like curious about how this affects contracts and stuff like that. Like, you know, because if people have like a cut of ticket sales or whatever built into what they make, like how do, the back end. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the contracts are so airtight that they account for something like that. Oh like, no, they'll just be like, sorry. Well, I guess you get nothing. Sorry, COVID. <laughs> COVID. Yeah. Unprecedented times. Sorry. Um, but yeah, a worse thing would be taking away a simultaneous major movie release perk and then bumping up the price of the service. Yeah. Like, okay, so for 2022, we're getting rid of all the new releases and uh, it's going to be $20 a month now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, knowing how these services operate, they aren't going to stay at their launch price forever. They all steadily go up because at the beginning, none of them are making money. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a pretty dumb move to make this big announcement and then follow through on it for like a year and then just take away a major selling point of that service as well, hoping that people just stick around after that. But, but it'll, I'm, it'll I'm, work. I'm sure they've run the, the calculations. Again, uh, this is, I think this is a desperate move for revenue. I don't, they obviously don't want to do this. They have yeah. to do this. So but, it's like currently they're making zero dollars on theatrical. Yeah. They would prefer to be making theatrical style dollars on theatrical, but now for this year, they'll settle for just the pennies that they'll get from like new signups for yeah. streaming. And it's, but, a, uh, it's a great slate too. And it kind of sucks that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'm not sure like Dune, like I want to see it real badly. I don't want to see uh, it on my home TV. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway, another big question though is like, how are the other studios going to respond to this now? Like this sets a precedent. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how Disney plus reacts to the news. Cause they're obviously faced with the same problem while already having the advantage of a widely adopted and seemingly beloved service. And also one that's significantly more affordable. It's like one-third the price of HBO yeah. Max with similar-sized libraries. Uh, will they continue a premium price model for same-day releases like they did with Mulan? Did anyone see Mulan? I don't know. Uh, anyway, one thing's for sure. Whatever was going to happen to the entertainment industry during the entire decade of the 2020s went into hyperdrive and happened instead over the course of just one year. Yeah. Thanks to a worldwide pandemic. Yeah, Thank we you, kinda, COVID. We all kind of saw this coming. It just didn't seem like it was going to be coming so fast. Uh, uh, yeah, it was pointed out to me today by Samuel, though, that like Disney's next investor meeting is like the 10th. So we might hear a big announcement regarding their 2021 slate yeah. soon. And they, they have already done this. Although it was a weird premium model where you had to pay for the movie at a higher price. But they're not doing that with the new Pixar movie. You know who really kicked this all off, though? Mm. And, you know, deserves credit. MoviePass? MoviePass. <laughs> Thank you, MoviePass. Movie uh, you know. Trailblazer. They set, they set the precedent for um, movies should cost nothing. <laughs> movies should just be, like, fucking pocket change. Movies as a public service. <laughs> yeah. All movies should be free. Uh, and people got used to it. And now, like, the, the studios and the streaming services are like, fuck! These aren't worth oh, shit. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's take a quick second to thank today's sponsor for making this show possible. And, uh, oh, boy, cancel that trip down to the grocery store because Omaha Steaks is coming through to save the day by keeping you home, keeping you safe, and dropping off some delicious meats, sides, and desserts straight to you. 
Well, we just got a big shipment from Omaha Steaks recently. And yes, it's, we did. It's been great not having to worry about what's for dinner on any given night. Just go check the fridge or the freezer. Uh, now, that's especially when it's dangerous business, just walking out your front door. Don't do it. But it's not just a great idea for you. It's also a great idea for a family member or a friend. If this 2020 holiday season seems like it's uh, been a long time coming, well, make it worth the wait. Send the perfect gift, send yourself something special, and bring families together for a delicious Omaha Steak Holiday Feast apart. The Deluxe Grillers Assortment includes a vast variety of entrees, sides, and desserts. Right now, you can get this mouth-watering package plus four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price available only to our viewers. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code NEWSDUMP, all one word, into the search bar. Omaha Steaks isn't just steak. It's a guaranteed fantastic gift and a safe way to share the joy of the season. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't forget, when you order the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, you'll also get four free Omaha Steaks burgers and a free digital meat thermometer with our code NEWSDUMP at omahasteaks.com. You're, you're going to want the thermometer. It's you a great thermometer. You should not be cooking steak without a meat thermometer. And I ate the burgers twice this week. They're great. They're great burgers. Um, yeah, this is a deal you won't find anywhere else. Omaha Steaks delivers guaranteed quality and safety with every order. So visit omahasteaks.com, type in NEWSDUMP in the search bar to shop the best gourmet gifts of the season, you're gonna you're gonna want to get the caramel apple tartlets, They're which the best. are the best dessert. Yeah. Uh, the potatoes au gratin are a, a fantastic side. Mm -hmm. It's just just all around great. They got you covered. You're hunkering down. Get the food delivered. Mm -hmm. All right, back into the news, and uh, yeah, we regret to inform you that at least while we were filming this, there was a third goddamn monolith discovered. And this time it's in California. Don't worry, we're not actually gonna talk about it. We're just going to ignore it, hope it goes away, and we're sure that by the time this airs, it will have disappeared already. Anyway. I think it has. Yeah, this one I wasn't even anchored into the ground. It was just set there. Yeah. Uh, they're just getting worse, and at this point, we're happy to put the story behind us. Who cares? Boo. There was, however, a much better large random object that had been erected somewhere, which recently vanished without much of a trace, and uh, sadly... Didn't get as much mainstream coverage when it was discovered because all those stupid monoliths were sucking up all the free press at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, late last week, it was reported that a mysterious phallic-shaped sculpture that had appeared out of nowhere a few years back had now gone missing. Mm -hmm. uh, the giant wooden penis, or um, dongolith, if you will, <laughs> which sat atop the Grunten Mountain in southern Germany and had garnered a bit of celebrity status with alpine hyper hikers uh, who made the, the trek up there, it suddenly disappeared recently. Yeah. Poof. They've taken the dick. Yeah. Whoever, whoever was uh, scouring the earth for all these monoliths was like, is that a monolith? It's Carmen Sandiego. She's yeah. flying around with her helicopter. And now she's got a giant penis. Yeah. From an article about the sculpture in The Guardian, quote, the two meter tall, seven foot sculpture appeared to have been chopped down over the weekend, according to a local newspaper, leaving behind only a pile of sawdust. Local lore has it that it was made as a prank birthday present for a young man whose family didn't appreciate the gift. So the 200 kilogram or 440 pound sculpture was hauled up the mountain and left there. Oh, I like that. Good lore. <laughs> uh, in recent weeks, the sculpture has enjoyed mixed fortunes, being knocked down and put up again, but also having a beer dedicated to it by a local brewery, a tangy natural red beer. Mm. The German news agency DPA reported that police in the Bavarian town of Kempton are investigating the disappearance, although it wasn't clear whether a crime had been committed. The owner of the sculpture is unknown. Well, rest in, uh, rest in power, mystery uh, <laughs> penis sculpture. We yeah. hardly knew ye. In fact, we didn't really know ye until it was uh, too late. Such a shame. And so much cooler than a stupid monolith. Yeah. 
get these monoliths out of here. More penis sculptures. Monoliths are over, people. Erect giant penis sculptures instead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of memorials, I guess it's officially time to have one for Quibi. Rest in peace. Uh, yeah, that's right, folks. Quibi is actually officially for real this time dead. D-E-A-D. Dead. Bury it. And we know you're saying to yourself, But Ricky, but Elliot, we knew Quibi was dead. You told us it was dead weeks ago. In fact, you've been talking about its demise for months now. We love you, but please clarify what you mean this time. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Quibi has been uh, dead, meaning in the process of being fully canceled for a while. But this week saw the app itself rendered completely unusable. Uh, not that anyone was really checking. <laughs> hey, my Quibi doesn't work. What's going on? Yeah. I'm completely clueless. Yeah. From an article about the official shutdown in Variety, as previously announced, the Quibi app, as of Tuesday, December 1st, is no longer operable, marking the quick and quiet end of Jeffrey Katzenberg's ill-fated $1.75 billion quest to carve out a new corner of the subscription streaming video market. The Quibi app will remain on users' devices until they delete it. However, the app no longer allows users to sign in or access any Quibi content, returning an error message if they try to. Now again, this sucks for the people who were successfully fleecing all of this investor money by working on these projects, but it's definitely one of those things where you secure the bag and then you don't count on tomorrow because everyone knew this was going to nosedive. Maybe not as fast as it did. That was pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But Quibi's days were obviously numbered from the start. So I'm happy for everyone that secured that bag. Hopefully they didn't spend it all in one place. Anyway, finally, it's almost certainly old news by now because everything happens extremely fast. It's completely mind-boggling and absurd, but then gets replaced by in our brains the very next day by something even dumber. But uh, in case you missed Rudy Giuliani's big voter fraud meeting over in Michigan this week, boy, do we have some highlights for you. And uh, coming from the guy who held a press event at a landscaping company's back alley and then had his, his face just melt into itself on live television, uh, this one is... Somehow, it might even be the cherry on top of all that, because we finally got to see his evidence and his witnesses firsthand. Yeah, let's just jump through some of these highlights really quick, starting with this witness whose casual racism shocked even us by how blatant and matter-of-fact it was. You can actually show up and vote without an ID. It's shocking. How can you allow that to happen? Like, a lot of people think all Indians look alike. I think all Chinese look alike. So how would you tell? If some chow shows up, you can be anybody and you can vote. Uh, And then there's this woman uh, who instantly went viral because she appeared to be completely hammered during Ah, the entire event. The the poll book book is completely off. Completely off. Off by 30,000? I'd say that poll book is off by over 100,000. That poll book? Why don't you look at the registered voters on there? How many registered voters are on there? If the guess how many? Wait, what about what about how what what about about the turnout rate? A hundred and twenty percent. I'm just saying the numbers are not off by thirty thousand votes. So I know what are you I saying saw. That they're filling in. I know what minutes? I saw, and I signed something saying that if I'm wrong, I can go to prison. What watching her reminded me of another video that went viral earlier in the year of the lady who was freaking out at the uh, drive-through. And you want to know why? Nah, and you want to nah. know why? No, no, no. Because the voter books with the polls were inaccurate. Yeah. You want to know why? Uh, yeah, she was... Look, I don't know if she was drunk or if she was on some actually prescribed medication. Whatever. She seemed to even embarrass Giuliani himself. A feat that I wasn't sure was even possible. Yeah, I didn't think he had But you can see him that. be like... Hey, hey, hey. 
Calm Stay down. on topic. Calm down. Um, but then there was, of course, Giuliani's crowning achievement during this hearing. Uh, just tooting. <laughs> just letting out a loud fart into his hot mic, much to the dismay of the woman sitting next to him. This is like, this is undeniably actually happened. Have a look. The answer, have a point of order. the answer that I gave you is they didn't bother to interview a single witness. Just like you, they don't want to know the truth. Now, I love it. I love it. I love it. Obviously, the, the fart was real. I'm sorry. The way she turned right when it happened. Also, there's this is coming from the same source, and many people are like just clipping the source that it came from. Yeah, it's not altered. So yeah, obviously, it's hilarious. A lot of fun to watch. Uh, it would be so much more fun to watch if uh, you know the implications of everything weren't so damaging to our country, <laughs> our failed state that we live in. <laughs> yeah, but still funny. Way to go, Rudy. Yeah. What can what can he possibly do next to further tarnish his legacy? I, I love that he like. I don't know what's what's next, but he's like watching Wile E. Coyote. He, it's only going to get worse and worse. And apparently Trump has a pardon ready to go for him. Yeah. So it's like he's going to go as far as humanly possible. Yeah. Before he gets that, before he makes the call and gets that pardon. And knowing Rudy's luck, he's going to like request that pardon one hour too late. Yeah. Like, January 20th at, like, 8.30 in the morning. going to call the wrong phone number. Yeah. It's going to be... Hello, Mr. President. Yes, this is Joe Biden. Oh, oh no! <laughs> I waited too long. What day is it? Uh, anyways, uh, make sure you watch our most recent episode of Tech Newsday because we bid a, a very fond farewell to Mr. Ajit Pai and we're joined by someone that you may recognize. A very special episode of mm -hmm. Tech Newsday. Uh, check out our other episodes over here, and uh, we'll see you very soon for an episode of Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.